So I was going to ask this question before I found out that Austin wasn't going to be here. But uh, <clears throat> do you have thoughts on nut spreads? Are we... So yes, but are we talking specifically just the smooth and chunky debate? Uh, no, I mean, like, uh, just, like, across the board, like, do you like, like, uh, cashew butter? Yes. Or almond butter? Like, I, dude, I think it's such a fun way to make a snack. And I, I love every kind of, I don't know, I don't think there's, like, I love walnuts, I love almonds, cashews, I don't think there's a nut I do not like. Pistachios are great. So, like, you make it into a butter, I will put that shit on something and I will eat it. Mm, fair enough. I fucking love it. And I do prefer crunchy when it comes to my spreads. Like, I like to have that little extra bit of uh, something in there. Especially if we're just going, like, traditional PB&J. Give me crunchy with that. So I get that nice peanut butter in there, but then there's also that little, you know, bit of pop. God damn. Interesting. Okay. Yep. What about you, Austin? Oh, wait. Shit. <laughs> If only that's so you you don't get uh, I don't want to say turned off by but like the the texture thing with like having it crunchy doesn't bother you necessarily. Uh no I think because I'm seeking that in my texture it doesn't bother me like and it, and smooth doesn't bother me either. But I did want something more so I started going for the crunchy and I just like it more because I like to have. Just, I guess, a little something extra in my bites, I guess. And it's like, I like, like I said a second ago, it's like I really just enjoy nuts as a snack. So I feel like I'm getting a little more bang for my buck when I'm eating it uh, in the crunchy version. Uh, okay. Yeah, fair, fair enough. But, okay. All right. So, you so you're a, not a fan? Uh, I'm not big on the crunchy. I just, there's... It's how to okay. When you eat a a burger, right? Yeah. You expect the burger to be like obviously it's going to be a little bit solid, but you don't expect to bite into it and have like a crunch attached to it, right? Right. Same thing with a sandwich. Like m most of the time, like unless you're putting like lettuce and tomato and onion and all this other shit, but even then. Like, the crunch on that is different than the crunch of, like, a nut. Yep. And I've just never liked, like, the idea of biting down into something that should be relatively soft and having a, 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 a crunch there. Just, it, honestly, it kind of grosses me out. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I understand that. I think, like, just learning something about myself while you were talking right there, it's even out of if I'm making, like, a meat cheese sandwich, I can't just do meat cheese. I need something to make it crunch. So I guess I just I want that extra mm. bit of something. Look at that. We had a uh, um, coming to Jesus right there. I learned something about myself. Don't do that. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Don't go meet Jesus. That could be bad. It probably would be knowing myself. 
I feel like I've disappointed him. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Have I disappointed you? <laughs> oh, Lord. Sorry, Dad. Just, do you have a... Do you have a, a a preference on the on the like nut butter type or nut spread type? I'm a little peanut butter whore, dude. I really? can't lie. Mm. I cannot lie. I love everything else, but in terms of nut spread as peanut butter, like flavors of ice cream, I want peanut butter. If there's a candy I like, it's gonna have peanut butter involved in it. Like I love it so much. But outside of that, oh, dude, I'm also a little bougie bitch, and I like cashew butter. Shit's okay. expensive though. Yeah, cashew butter's fine. I I hit me. What do you like? I like almond butter. I I, I don't know. Maybe that's it's just good. because I like almonds. But yeah. like, I don't know. I like almond butter and uh, um, <laughs> it's it's not even really a nut spread. It's a chocolate spread. I fucking love Nutella. I fuck with Nutella so hard. God damn. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I just i I really like the taste of hazelnuts and chocolate together. It's just yeah. like a fucking fantastic combination. And Nutella, like stupid question, but is just a plain hazelnut spread a thing? You know, I don't think so. Huh? It's, it's always paired with the chocolate. Yeah, it's it's possible that it's out there, but I don't think so. I remember when I worked at the restaurant, we um. We actually toasted uh, hazelnuts and put them on our chocolate mousse. Ooh. And that shit was, that was pretty fucking good. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah. I like chocolate. I'm a fat boy. Is Austin allergic to peanuts? He's probably. He, he seems the type. He, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> show for you today uh we are we're we're gonna be discussing something that we haven't discussed in god it's been uh, probably over a year right yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna be discussing some uh how how you say uh news is is that how you say it in english um noes noes okay gotcha gotcha okay uh, yeah, that's something we haven't done in a while, but there have been some uh, some topics that have come up recently that we just been kind of dying to talk about. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be discussing some news topics. We've also got uh, a bunch of uh, a, bu- a bunch of media to get through, um, and uh, yeah, and and video games, of course. So. Uh, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as almost always, by one of uh, zero co-hosts. Sinners um, doesn't even make sense. Uh, I am joined, of course, by 
Dylan, I smoke crack Martin. Ho! <laughs> Wait, could have gone with anything, and that's where we landed. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what to do, man. I was You, you always have the Holy nickname, so shit. I was just like, I was out of my element. Oh, man. <laughs> that's almost Freudian. Like, I feel like that says a lot about what you think of me as a person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you don't smoke crack. You snort it. Yep, the great. Good. You're one of those right. you're one of those white people with, mm-hmm. with the cocaines. Yep. That's How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> doing great, doing great. Not Good. not doing illegal drugs. Uh, I can tell Glad. you that much. I'm glad. <laughs> so, uh yeah, how how are, how have you been doing, man? It's been uh, exactly 1 week. <laughs> yeah, lots happened in that week. No, I'm joking. I've been fine. Um Enjoyed my last couple of days off and uh, peace of mind. It's what I've needed. Went to the mountains and stuff. Had a good time. Oh uh, yeah, this you're you're always going to the mountains. Wh- which one did you go to this time? Uh, this one I went back towards my hometown, which does not matter, um, but it's somewhere in North Carolina, just over the border, okay. and just spent some time up there and looked at the leaves. Nice and pretty right now. It is peak season. They're all about to just drop though. Um, so we spent a good day out there yesterday, actually, and, uh, got some pictures, did some Instagram content, had a good time. Nice. Okay. You did, uh, did you, did you bring out the, the, the polka dolls? Oh yeah. Nice. I did. I'm vibing with it. Well, that's, that's awesome. I like that. I, I enjoy that for you. What about you? Uh... You know, just the usual. Uh, I am... Work, dead by daylight, cooking, maintaining household chores, trying not to break down. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been... Um, I, I don't know. I, I Interesting would not be the correct word. Uh, but it has been a week uh we did a um a trunk or treat uh for the uh um for the hoa like the neighborhood or whatever even though it wasn't even though we're technically not an hoa there's a whole like thing there um but uh yeah so uh we did that and got a gigantic turnout it was way more than any of us expected it was really nice and i I fucking love Halloween. Like, I, I just fucking love it. It's, like, the best fucking holiday. And, um... So, I, uh... I was really excited to see, like, a whole bunch of, like, kids out and enjoying it also. Like, I... I, I enjoy it in a different way now that I'm an adult. Like, I don't go out and trick-or-treat and, you know, all that stuff. Um, but... I, I do still enjoy the holiday in my own way. And, like, it was really nice to to get out and be like, to, to see that, you know, kids were out there enjoying it as well. That just kind of It's like it still really lives on, me. like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I know, like, uh, last year, I think it was, I had, like, um, 
maybe four groups of kids come to my door and like that was cool i like hey like enjoy the 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 holiday kids but like i have always wanted to see like just gigantic groups of children yeah and that's never really happened but it did this year with the trunk or treat which was really cool so that's awesome yeah uh that and you know i got my my horror movie marathon in which was you know that's always fun dude just i went out i didn't do anything really for halloween i think i wound up working most of the day but when i got home super dark i came inside took a shower and when i went out to walk the dogs it was dark and the fog had already started to roll in and so we're out under the street lights and the fall breeze is like completely in effect that night and i'm just standing there and i'm looking around and i was like this feels like Halloween. Like it was a really eerie, spooky night. Like I was right next to the lake, so just blankets of fog were rolling in. It was fucking awesome, man. Nice. And we watched a movie just like you, yeah. Yeah, I I was I was honest to god real fucking happy with the way the, the weather broke out too cuz it yeah. it just added to the spookiness. Like it really was like just banks of fog just rolling in like yep. Really consistently. So fun times uh but yeah all right well you you said you watched a movie i watched lots <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh on halloween day i watched uh i think six movies total damn yeah so it was less than i had wanted but you know hey here we are that's uh, crazy though yeah so uh yeah, um, I watch Terrifier 2. How'd that go? Uh, so last week, I, I sat and I I just straight up shit on that first movie <laughs> and was like, God, this is fucking awful. Uh, Terrifier but 2 But it was the was, best part of our thumbnail, though, that you made. I, yeah, I really fucking, I, I dig that poster. I, that's actually, unfortunately, for Terrifier 2. Um, so I, I won't be reusing that. But that poster is fucking rad. I really like that yeah, poster a lot. It looked really good. Fucking shout out to you for always coming up with the creative thumbnails. Hey, man, I try. I, I, I do what I can. You do. But sorry to interrupt. Go about your Terrifier 2 business. Yeah. So, uh, fucking hated Terrifier 1. Thought it was ass. Uh, and then uh, I wanted to support the second movie because... Independent cinema. I, I want, I want more movies with like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget to, like, get put in theaters and make money. Like, so it, this one had the same kind of budget. Yeah, it, I it kind of doubled it. Like, I think the original one was made on a hundred thousand dollars, and this one was made on uh, two hundred fifty thousand. So it was yeah. a, a pretty big step up. But like, in terms of like what movies are made on in modern day, like how we typically think of how movies are made it was a nothing budget like very very little money um anyway uh so this one i think is better in almost every conceivable way to the first one that like i (laughs) i actually enjoyed this movie uh which is something I I would 
definitely 100% not have said about the first movie. Um, I really fucking like this. I thought it was incredibly well written. Uh, well, not not incredibly well written. Like it's still like has uh, like a big like this is a throwback to the 80s sort of thing. But at least it had something going for it. Whereas like the first one was just the only thing you could really like grab onto in my opinion was the 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 gore um this one actually like had a story and like had characters that i actually kind of cared about uh you know at the very least a little bit um i cannot say that about the first one i i that first one there's no one i care about it's just gore for the sake of gore and like even though those effects are awesome, it doesn't make the whole, you know, you can't make me care about it by just throwing that at the yeah. wall. Uh, but yeah, the the lead actress in this, Lauren Lavera, um, she plays a character named Sienna, and she just absolutely kills it. Uh, she's very good in this movie, um, way better than any of the leads of the first two or the first movie. Um, I, I was kind of blown away by her performance. Like she's really kind of excellent, like just straight up, like not going to be winning Oscars or anything like that, but like is a legitimate, like, wow, this is a great performance for a ultra low budget horror film type thing. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, there's her performance. There's the, like, over overwhelming amount of gore in this it's it beats out the first one uh and the first one has a scene where a woman gets split like into like entirely into um so like yeah there's there's a big big step up in in terms of quality um both on the the writing, on the acting, on the like direction, like this actually even looks like a movie. Like the first one looks like a low budget, like almost like student film type thing. Um, whereas, like this one looks like someone actually put time and effort into making it look halfway decent. Um, so I knock or like it was a, a, a notch up there. Like I, I really, I'm like not trying to be hyperbolic, but everything about this movie worked infinitely better for me than the, than the first one. Um, it was kind of rad. It, I do think this still got problems. Uh, you know, it, it's two hours and 18 minutes long. It does not need to be that long. Like the characters aren't that important or that like developed uh to kind of warrant that long of a, a runtime um i i do think that some of the gore i don't want to say ends up looking fake but like it ends up looking not as good as maybe it could have been like it it's not that it's bad because uh, it's, it's definitely not but it there are scenes in there that lack a sense of realism that the, that I feel like the first one kind of had. Um, I definitely don't hate this movie. 
uh, over the stuff that, like, it gets wrong. Uh, I just didn't really enjoy the bits that it got right, and it got a lot right for me. Yeah. So, complete turnaround. Yeah, yeah, complete turnaround. <laughs> Which is wild. <clears throat> and I, okay. I, I do think that, like... <sighs> I don't want to, I don't want to, like, say this because it makes it, like, it makes the low-budgetness of of movies sound like an issue, and I don't normally think that that's an issue. Um, but you could tell that the budget was spent on something worthwhile here. Yeah. So, you know, take so that So, Terrifier 3 gets 500000 <laughs> Yeah, well, dude, the the box office on this, I, if I'm not mistaken, it, it ended uh, its run in theaters on Halloween, so that was like the last day that it was available or whatever. But um, ended its run on Halloween day and had made close to ten hundred million, or not ten hundred million, ten million. That's still wild, though. That's a lot of money that for is what a it cost. Ton of money, yeah. So gigantic return on investment, which is awesome. So maybe we get a million Terrifier 3. Yeah. Let, let's hope All for right. that. <laughs> um so I'll get to I'll get to the movie I watched in a little bit, but I just recently started. Have you heard of a docu series on HBO called Edge of the World? I want to say yeah, but I'm honest to god not sure. Or it's Edge of the Earth actually is what it's called. Um So I just I just started it. And it's it's kind of awesome. I, I didn't really know too much about it, but I was looking for something in that area to watch, kind of like how I watched 100 Foot Wave, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever this finish is, that? I did. I oh. did. <laughs> I just never went back to talk about it because I was ashamed that it was like six months later. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the good news for me is that this one's four, four episodes long at about an hour each. Um and Sabrina's interested in it too, so we're sitting down and watching it. But it, it follows uh, different groups of like extreme athletes. Uh-huh. Um, and in the first episode, it's a group of three like winter extreme athletes: Jeremy Jones, Elena Hyatt, and Griffin Post. And a lot of this seems like this is Jeremy Jones like leading the expedition here, and they're going out to this. Um, it's a mountain in Alaska called big bertha like it's at least that's the summit name and on like the eastern slope there was a line that had never been ridden by any snowboarder just because it was extremely perilous to get to um the weather was unpredictable you know all of this and they're like let's go do it and that's kind of like what this series is about it focuses on different groups for the four different episodes i think it's snowboarding kayaking climbing and surfing um and it's it just opens up with this incredibly jaw-dropping shot like i i think it's in 4k and it just shows this beautiful like white capped blue sky mountain range in alaska and it's zooming in and it's you can tell it's just colossal and when it gets closer and closer you can see that these three tiny specks are climbing the most insane side of it and they're trying to get to the top and that's how the show opens and you're just immediately hooked and i'm loving it I really like expedition type stuff like this when it comes to extreme sports, like going where no one's ever gone, trying things no one's ever tried before, and just having that sense of accomplishment. I love stuff like that. 
and it's an absolutely beautiful show it talks really well about climate change and like you can see the effects of climate change while they're up there in this mountain range like you can see it happening around them um and it's just wild wild to see the conditions that they went through and you got to learn about the land and stuff like that um about like the different cultures that were around Juno, where they uh first uh landed at before they started their expedition it's it's just really cool really informative and absolutely beautiful hell yeah that sounds like something that i would definitely watch <clears throat> yeah it's it, it'll hook you man like sabrina heard it from the next room over and she came in and sat down and she just she couldn't watch or couldn't stop watching <laughs> well, that's awesome yeah yeah that's definitely something that i'm gonna check out is it on hbo yeah hbo max hell yeah well uh speaking of not hbo um okay good <laughs> Uh, so I watched um, Hellraiser, the new 2022 version of Hellraiser. Um, okay. It's a Hulu exclusive. And um, I have very conflicting feelings about this movie because I think that it works in some ways and then doesn't work in a lot of others. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing but okay so this really kind of on its on its face has very very little to do with uh in terms of like plot or like characters or anything like that it has very little to do with the original movie uh which i think is in its favor. I, I do think that like, um, if, if you had, uh, it pay too much, I don't want to say homage, but it, if it, if it steered too closely to that original movie, I think that like, I would have disliked it like a lot. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I just, there were things in it that I felt could have been done uh, a lot better. So, like, from the beginning, it kind of already establishes um, lore from the uh, from the first two movies, uh, which, again, kind of not necessarily a bad thing, but I think that the way that the original two were kind of like laid out, it ended up, um, I think two in a lot of respects is better because it fleshes out the world of, of the Hellraiser universe. It, it ex kind of explains what the Cenobites are. It kind of explains like what the, the hell quote unquote region of the world is, uh, and kind of builds out a mythology for everything and this one from the get-go is already trying to set that stuff up, which, again, isn't necessarily a bad thing. But because it's trying to set up so much, I don't think that it necessarily gets to deliver on a lot of the promises that it tries to make. Like It's, it's like it's trying to do too much in too little amount of time. Um, I did also kind of... like. 
not, I don't want to say not like the plot, but like the plot at first seemed like it was going to be something super original, but then it, as it keeps going along and keeps going along, it kind of starts just borrowing elements from that first movie to the point that I was like, well, why wouldn't you have just done that? Like, uh, like faithful adaptation type thing. Um, as opposed to doing this like complete, Oh, he's completely new, whatever. Like do something original if you're going to do something original and it, it didn't stick to its guns. Like the, the start of the movie, the first probably like, I don't know, 20, maybe 30 minutes of it. I was like super on board with the originality and I, I kind of was on board with at the very least the main character. Um, but as it kept going along, it just kind of kept like treading ground that had already been tread before. And it was kind of like, what are we doing here? Um, that said, I really liked the main girl. Like she really, I think carries it for me. Uh, and Jamie Clayton, who is the, um, uh, the pinhead in this one, uh, even though she has like maybe five minutes of screen time, she absolutely like stills every scene she's in. She's very, very good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I ended up liking it because I think that some of the things that it's doing are interesting. Um, but I also know that those original movies exist and those original movies are much better. Um, or at least the first, the first two are, uh, I didn't hate it, but I was hoping for something more. So, so glad I didn't choose that in my list of stuff to watch because I almost did. (laughs) It's not bad. I know, but I wound up actually watching something that you recommended Mm. and that was barbarian and (laughs) (laughs) so we sabrina because we really didn't have plans and then sabrina was like you want to watch a movie tonight because it was halloween night and i was like yeah let's do it so i sat down and i was like what are we going to watch and i started looking through hulu and i did see hellraiser and i was like maybe and then i thought about you know you messaging me a while ago and you're like this comes out then and i'm like that's out now so I went to HBO Max, and sure enough, there's Barbarian. And I was like, let's go for it. So sitting down, I had no idea what to expect. Like, I had completely forgotten pretty much everything that you said about it. So I was going into a blind, and then I made sure I never looked anything up regarding it. So I had no idea what was happening um, through the entire movie. The one thing that I remembered was that you said that there, that you never knew where it was going or something like that. Um Yes, because <laughs> I, I swear, dude, it starts off so like I can't speak so eloquently about it, but I, I can just walk you through my thought process. And it's like I was always trying to second guess what was happening. Um, I think everyone did a phenomenal job in terms of acting like I was always convinced with their characters. Um, first off, I I. I guess I didn't know or I forgot that Bill Skarsgård was in it. So as soon as I see it, I'm like, okay, he's the villain. 
that was just my first thought. Um, so I guess that's what I meant by I kind of never knew where I was going. Like I always thought I knew. And then I was second guessing those things too because I thought this story was truly going to follow Bill Skarsgård and Georgina Campbell's characters. Like I, I thought that was just going to be the whole entire movie. Um, no, I was wrong. And then <coughs> like the second something happens to where it's neither of their characters involved – like it's when we start to see the, you know, I guess the mystery unravel a little bit. I was still in denial that there was some third party. I just thought Bill Skarsgård was just acting and he was still the bad guy at that point. Um, it just, it always threw me for a loop. So I I don't even know where to start with it, man. It's like every time that, I guess when the first, so spoilers, right? Because we've already talked about it on the show before and it's been out for X amount of time, whatever. If you don't want to hear spoilers, skip ahead. But um, I guess the first biggest shocker to me was Bill Skarsgård's character just getting his head bashed in brutally. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I still, up until that moment, like, this movie does great at being suspenseful and scary without anything fucking happening mm-hmm. like in terms of like uh there's never any kind of monster on screen it's just it's just it has you at the edge of your seat because it's just eerie and you never know what's going to happen and it does so good at that and it's doing that this whole time and when she goes down into the basement and she's starting to look for him because he's not responding. And then he finally, you know, he's screaming. She hears it up until that point. I still thought he was fucking around, dude. I'm not going to lie. And then to see this creature come out of nowhere (laughs) and it looks like that, like eight foot tall woman with giant boobs and just looks like sloths mother. I was like, what the hell? And then it just grabs his head and just bashes the shit out of it, re- like, relentlessly. And I was like, okay, so she's the barbarian. <laughs> like, it's just like, that was that was barbaric. Like, it was disgusting. Like, I, I thought I had the movie figured out at that point. And then it cuts, and then we're in sunny California somewhere or some shit. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck just happened? And the next thing I see is Justin Long in a car cruising down the highway. I was like, what is happening? Like Sabrina's like literally looking at me for answers and my jaw dropped. Like I just saw someone get brutally murdered and then we're just cruising down the highway. I was like, what the hell happened? Um, I will say this for Justin Long. He does a great job of portraying a piece of shit mm-hmm. because he is certainly one in this movie in every regard. And even when it tried to seem like he might be somewhat slightly by just a smidge redeemable, it just gets fucking ruined. Like he's so disgusting and deserved every bit of what he got. But the fact that that wasn't even the only time where something, I guess just kind of snaps you out of the moment like you have bill skarsgård's character getting brutally murdered and then snapped to justin long and then we go through his entire scene and you know we get to learn just how much of a piece of shit he really is and then when he finally gets captured in the hole big shocker chick's still alive 
And then it cuts to another bright and beautiful scene that you don't know what the fuck's happening in. <laughs> and like, it took me a minute because I really couldn't tell if it was present day. If I was watching a past, um, you know, time period or something, I really didn't know because I was so fucking confused at this point. And again, Sabrina staring at me and I'm like, I don't know. Like I was, I, I had no idea where it was going. Um, but then we're introduced into Richard Brake. Uh, his character is Frank, and it, it was so unsettling. Like, I liked nothing about his character. Like, you could tell just exactly what he was. The story really began to make sense at this point. Like, you know, when you finally understand, oh, this is before, this is before the house, you know, is what it is today, and it starts to, like, really make sense at this point, and you get to see who the barbarian, like, really is. Like, you can see everything that he's done and cultivated to get to where it is now and because of all the horrific like it was just an incredible storytelling experience to me like I never knew what was happening um and I I know I didn't like go in depth about the story I'm more or less just talking to you about it because you know exactly what I'm talking about it's just like this was right up there with everything everywhere all at once for me just I and I never expected it right like I never expected this movie to be like wow like it just, I just love the storytelling in it. I fucking love the ending. I love that Justin Long, right when I thought he was the biggest piece of shit in the world and he was going to get away with it, like he got his comeuppance. And dude, <laughs> the fucking deaths in this movie are just so much fun. Like that monstrosity played by a guy too, right? Like the the mother. Uh, I'm not sure. If I'm not mistaken, I read that it was played by a guy. I don't know his name. But anyway, just the most gnarliest creature I could imagine and just the ferocity of the deaths are so much fun, dude. I had a blast with the movie and I am so, so, so glad that I chose to watch it instead of anything else because, I mean, we had we had a good time with it, man. Like, I, I really liked that I never, ever, ever knew where it was going and it had me at the edge of my seat through the whole whole fucking movie. <laughs> Yeah, it I like when when I said like I never would have guessed anything that happens in the movie, I straight up like that that's just true. I Yeah. I don't know how anyone could have ever pulled a plot point out of this and been like, "Yep, I knew that this is where it was going to go." No, yep, knew- you there's no way. Yeah. It is wild, man. Like, I always thought I knew where the next step was going, and I fucking gave up. Like, I couldn't. Like, when Sabrina looked at me for that last time, I was like, dude, I have no idea. Because you usually, you know, you know, you watch, you can kind of tell where something's going. I, in a million years, would have never. And it's like it doesn't need any kind of follow-up. It's just like it's the perfect movie start to finish like it it doesn't need a sequel of any sort it was it's just good i love it thanks you gave me a good one (laughs) yeah i i tried uh like i genuinely when when i say stuff like i like originality and you know, things of that nature. I feel like people always give me a, a, a fucking eye roll. Like, I don't like the, the, 
Marvel movies because they're bland and unoriginal. And like, yeah, I I understand why you would think like eye rolling would be like, yeah, like, okay, you're an asshole type thing. But like, also, have you seen like you've never seen anything like Barbarian ever in my life? And, like, it's just so vastly unique. Yeah, and, and like, when I when I go to watch a movie, that that's the kind of shit that I'm looking for. Like, I want to see something that I've never seen before. Like, I, I want to be transported to a world that, like, I didn't know existed type thing. And, I don't know. But, yeah, Barbarian is, man, so fucking wild. I... I I've seen some people call it this year's malignant and I don't I don't quite think that that's the case. Um I I have way more problems with malignant than I do with um with barbarian. I think that barbarian ends up doing stuff that I don't think malignant was ever trying to do. Um but I understand the comparison. Like it's just it's a wild ride, and I mean, good good on on Zach Krieger, fucking whitest kids you know for doing that shit. Like, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Never in my I, wildest dreams would I have been like, "Yep, that's the guy who did whitest kids you know." Yeah, no. When I looked it up post fact, I was like, "Wow, I forgot about that." Uh, I sat there and thought about it for a long while. I was like, "How did we get from one to the other?" <laughs> um, I will say one thing I didn't touch on is it had some wild moments of camera work. Oh yeah. Uh, that fucking part where Justin Long's character goes down and all of a sudden we're in first person shooter mode. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Sabrina was like, are we in a game? And I was like, this looks so uniquely wild. And I loved every bit of it because I am a gamer. And in that moment, I just, I got a kick out of it because I was like, this is the moment in a horror game where I'd nope the fuck out. I talked about it in the last fucking episode where I'm staring down a dark hallway with the fucking flashlight in my hand. And all of a sudden some shit comes crawling out at me. Guess what the fuck happened? Nope. Happened in the exact same way. Yep. Um, it was just wild, and it was such a fun piece of camera work. And then when it turned to Richard Brake's character, uh, like, going through the shopping center and getting into his car, that weird third-person perspective where it's, like, kind of bobbling right behind him, mm-hmm. also making it almost look like a video game, it was so much fun. And there's, like, this really effortless transition of the camera where he's going to get in his car, and then it it just kind of, like, the camera swoops in with him, but it never breaks its momentum it's just it's so weird how it worked but it was a lot of fun yeah yeah i i really enjoyed it man there's everything about it too not just not just the writing and the the weird monstrosity shit but like like you said like there's there's touches of evil dead in uh well Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, not not as much like the slapstick comedy aspect that got done with like uh, Army of Darkness and stuff. But anyway, yeah, great movie. Fucking loved it. And now I have a crush on Georgina Campbell. I didn't know. Hey, I that. yeah, well, 
I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. I don't care. But yeah, she's uh she's quite the attractive lady. Yep. Uh okay. Well, um I think last week uh if it wasn't last week, it was definitely the week before. Um I really really just fucking jizzed everywhere over um fede alvarez and um don't breathe and uh well i am now going to jizz uh everywhere over uh fede alvarez and the evil dead here we go um or, well, not The Evil Dead, sorry. This was just called Evil Dead. The Evil Dead is from 81. All right. Uh, so, I don't know if I've ever said this um, out loud before, but I think that Evil Dead from 2013 uh, might be a top five horror movie of the last 25 years for me might even be a top three um i genuinely fucking love this movie um and it it had been a while since i had seen it uh like uh i'm trying to think when was the last time i saw i I actually think that the maybe the last time i saw it was um uh right after the blu-ray came out i saw it opening night um i actually saw it at the uh, the midnight premiere uh the opening night and was like blown away by it couldn't wait for it to come out and then the blu-ray came out and i was like oh yeah this is what i've been waiting for um so anyway yeah yeah yeah. um this is a relatively uh i don't want to say faithful uh but a relatively uh I, I, I guess faithful would be the right word. Um, relatively faithful, but also updated uh, version of the uh, original movie. Uh, and it works for me on several levels. Uh, the, probably number one reason being that, like... Um, So, in the original movie, other than just these kids are going to go hang out, I don't think that there's ever established a reason why they go to the cabin. And I don't think that there's ever established a reason as to how they, like, came to be in possession of uh, keys to said cabin. Anything like that. Um, So, uh this one actually writes out a reason for them to be there and kind of like it makes sense to me. So they, they are going to this cabin that uh, I, if I'm not mistaken is a friend of the families and they're going there to help the main character Mia get clean from her heroin addiction. So it gives them a reason to be there. It get and then because she has, or because she's an addict and she's done this like a, a million times before where she's going to get clean and then she never does. Um, uh, it gives them a reason to want to stay there because they want to keep her clean. 
And it also gives plausible deniability for, like, not understanding that things are happening. So, like, Mia says, oh, something chased me in the woods. They're like, oh, she's just, you know, she's going through withdrawals. She's saying things, blah, blah, blah. Like, it totally makes sense. And that's, like, one of the things that I really just dug about it to begin with. Like, I was like, it it's great. It actually has a plot that kind of matters uh but on top of that you've got characters in this one that like i i really really fucking dig the evil dead evil dead 2 and even army of darkness even though army of darkness kind of gets into the like really hard into the um uh comedy that's that's the word i was looking for even though it gets like really hard into the comedy it's still a movie that, like, I enjoy. And I, I like all three of them. But, like, even at their best, I don't think that Ash is all that incredibly well-developed of a character. I think that, like, really none of the characters in any of the movies are really well-developed, in, in my opinion. Like, I, I especially that that first one. I, like, I, I don't care about, like almost anybody in that first movie um which i i mean maybe that's not entirely true like i i i i don't i i care about their um i care about their relationships to one another like i care that like ash's sister is going to um like potentially die and you know things of, of that nature but like it's not something that, like, I am, like, gonna, like, lose my mind over type thing. Like, I, I'm not gonna cry when one of these characters dies. But in this one, I, like, very, very often am, like, sitting on the edge of my seat, like, oh, no, I hope something bad doesn't happen to this character. Oh, no, I hope that this doesn't happen. And, like, it, it's like that the entire movie. Um... I, I don't know. I like. I feel like I'm going on like a, a rant, but like, I everything about this movie works. The characters work. The fucking, the storytelling works. The the fucking special effects in this are incredible. Um, like, almost all of it, to my knowledge, is practical and enhanced through CGI, and. All of that really works for me because it looks tangible. It looks like it's really there. And I just, I don't know. I, I could gush on this movie forever. I, I think that it's great. I think that it has some really effective nods to those original movies. Um, I think that the camera work is really good. I think that the special effects are really good. I don't know. I, I really... I think that it's a very special movie and like I said uh either last week or the week before like Fede Alvarez please come back and make more movies like please <laughs> so next year October 30th you need to go to bed at like let's just say 5 p.m you need to wake up midnight midnight start your first Halloween movie and then go until midnight the next day there you go. Boy, I would love to, 
Uh, I don't know if my body can do that anymore. <laughs> I feel that. It's a good thought. Good thought, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's it for our media. So uh, let, let's do it. Let's uh, let's get into these newsy news topics. Um, so, is there one that you wanna that you wanted to bring forth? first as something you wanted to talk about because i have a couple um but i feel like a couple of the ones that i'm going to bring up are going to be um i don't want to say long but they're definitely going to probably be ranty well the first one i was going to ask you about was how you felt about silent hill 2 remake yep that's that's one of the ones that I was going to bring up. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so Kayla showed me this, I think it was uh, on Instagram. I think it was like an Instagram reel or something like that. But she showed me this thing the other day that was um, this girl. She was a streamer and it was like she was, I, I guess, a real big fan of Silent Hill. I don't know who she was, um, but she was watching the stream the stream and she was talking about, uh, or she, she was watching the, the Silent Hill two reveal. And she was like kind of freaking out. Like she was so fucking over the top excited about it. Like she kept saying stuff like, um, Oh my God, this looks so good. Oh my God. Like it was like a bunch of that, like over and over again. And when Kayla, finished um uh when she finished showing it to me i turned to her and i was like i really hope that she doesn't know who the developer is (laughs) oh shit yeah (laughs) because i all right like i i I don't want to be that guy because i wasn't that guy for a real long time i i like or I thought I liked Bloober Team's games. Knowing what I know now, I can't in any sort of good faith be excited about anything that they are related to. Like, at all. Like, I'm... I don't know. And, and like, let me let me see if I can go find that clip there's a clip that was circulating the internet that was about like um uh it was the people talking about how how much they respected uh silent hill 2 and how much they wanted um to make the game and how the themes resonated with them and how they're going to be carrying it over and blah 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 and (laughs) i was watching that thing i was like you guys misunderstand the game like everything that you're talking about is not what the game is about or like, I don't know. You just, you don't have a grasp on what made those original games good. You don't have a grasp on, on anything. Like you're, you're saying this stuff and like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) And it just, the trailer, like I was really, (sighs) I don't know, man. I was watching it and like Resident Evil 4 remake got a trailer 
I think roughly the same week that Silent Hill 2 did. And you watch that trailer and the people who made that game fucking understand Resident Evil. They get it. The people who made this game do not fucking understand. And you can see it in just simple things that were in the in the trailer. Like there were there was one moment in particular where James is about to hang himself and I'm like I'm like a thousand percent positive that this isn't in the original game. And this is them being very explicit about the themes of the game. And the thing that made Silent Hill 2 awesome is that like the the themes are there and they're not necessarily in your face, ham-fisted, gonna punch you in the face if you don't fucking understand because they're so fucking childish. And that trailer is like, hey guys, we know that you're three years old, so here's what the story is really about. And it's like, no! What are you fucking assholes doing to one of the best games of all fucking time? What are you fucking doing? Uh, I don't know. I'm not excited about it. Uh, that entire Silent Hill thing kind of had me... S- saying the same exact stuff like there's a part where they were talking about the uh the movie that they're coming out and um they were talking uh, one of the guys was like yeah the director just gets it he really understands what the uh what makes silent hill tick and blah 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 and then that director later is like yeah and the second game is really about love and like the loss of a loved one okay. and i was like did you play the game yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, um, well, that's kind of my thing, man. Like I actually never played Silent Hill too. Um, actually, let me go further than that. I don't think I've ever played a Silent Hill game. Mm. Um, so I wanted this to kind of be my introduction to it. But when I watched the trailer, even I wasn't really excited. Like I, I felt I don't even know, like, this is going to sound so stupid, but it almost felt like it wasn't serious. Like, and it was really generic. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I I didn't feel any kind of desire to play it. Like, I know Silent Hill is supposed to be a really, like, psychological and scary game. Mm -hmm. And I, through this whole time, I felt like nothing. You know what I mean? That Resident Evil 4 trailer was brilliant. Um... But this one, I was like, oh, whatever. And then, yeah, Bloober Team, I was like, oh, it's those guys. I was like, let me go ask Josh about the medium and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I. What what really annoys me is I think that I'm going to play this. Like, yeah. I, I, I really fucking love that first game a lot. And I, I think I'm going to play this game, and I don't fucking want to. I don't know. Well, what about the other one? Oh, uh, Silent Hill so, F. So the other two trailers for the from the Silent Hill thing I thought could be interesting. The uh, the one, um, oh shit, what what was the name of it? Uh, I don't know. I I can't remember them off the top of my head, but. Um, one of them is being directed or is coming from the uh, 
the developers who are behind Observer, which is a really interesting uh, kind of... Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't even really know what you would call it. Um, it, it it's it's an interesting game that kind of has you uh, like going around a spaceship and kind of like watching this sort of like spaceship engineer uh, like solve issues. Um, it's interesting, uh, and the premise behind the uh, there it is. Townfall uh, is also interesting. So you know, maybe I'm not. I'm not going to count it out. The trailer for F has me very intrigued, though. Um, yeah. And I, I think that the reason that that one <clears throat> it looks interesting is because I think that the best Silent Hill games have had like interesting character stories and character work going on in them and the way that this trailer played out looks like they could potentially have something in there like i don't know um i don't know just the the way that it like c- conveys someone's kind of like slow march towards death almost uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I thought that it looked interesting at the very least. I was much more interested in F than I was too. Yes. And F was more of just like a kind of a, like you said, it, I mean, it was almost like a concept of a story, but the story it was telling was grim and somber. Mm-hmm. And I fucking loved every bit of it. And that ending scene where her face just peels off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that was gnarly because it's kind of beautiful at the same time. But then that just happens and it's like, oh shit. It's like underneath it all, it's still very much a gruesome looking game. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, so... One of the things that I wanted to bring up was something that uh, I actually think that you are probably very interested in, and that is uh, a bunch of cyberpunk stuff came out. They were talking about um, their, I guess, roadmap for the next several billion years, I guess, you know, considering the long long development cycle that cyberpunk had and and you know witcher and stuff but uh so they laid out that they're going to be obviously doing the cyberpunk sequel but then there's going to be a whole new trilogy of witcher games and they're also remaking the witcher um yeah do you have any thoughts on that um we're we're being hesitative or hesitative here like i'm i'm excited for any more content that they want to put out as long as it's refined quality mm-hmm. um because i got burned <laughs> um i don't know man like i feel like this is coming at a great time for them because they're about to take a huge hit on the netflix witcher series so like anything mm-hmm. positive that they can have going for them is a good thing yeah 
Um, I'm excited for the Phantom Liberty DLC. Um, man, that trilogy of Witcher games, I don't know. Like, I'm excited for what that could mean because it's going to completely break away from everything that we've known before. Um, what I guess I did miss the thing where they're going to remake The Witcher. You is that going to be like the first Witcher? They're remaking it from the ground up. Yeah, remaking it from the ground up, and they're supposed to be using the engine that they're uh, going to be working on The Witcher Four with. Uh, I don't remember if that's something that they've built newly or if that's like a retooled version of the witcher 3 engine but um they're rebuilding it from the ground up so that's wild that's gonna be a lot of fun then i i have it on steam i have one two and three um i never went back to play them but now it's like oh i don't have to it's just gonna come out looking bigger and better than ever and then the uh graphical update for the witcher 3 is about to hit too i believe the witcher 3 uh when is that uh, sometime soon-ish. Sometime soon-ish, yeah. Does this does this rustle your jimmies at all? Um. On, on one hand, I am excited that more Witcher stuff is coming out because I I do think that at the very least two and three are very good games. Um, I'm not a big fan of the first one it has not aged well it kind of plays like shit to be honest um but uh but yeah i i i think that more witcher stuff could be good and the way that people talk about cyberpunk now and you know now that it's it's not fixed right like it's definitely not fixed but um a lot of the stuff that people had like loved about the game more people are now considering and it's not just a whole bunch of people being like up in arms that it was a broken game rightfully so by the way like i mean you paid 60 bucks for it It should not be broken um yeah but the way that people talk about it now they're they're talking about it in very positive lights and so that that gives me hope that like you know maybe CD Projekt can can get their shit together and make something good. My problem is Cyberpunk 2077 was announced in I believe 2013. Yep. Did not come out till was it 2021 or was it 2020? I don't remember. It was uh 21. Okay. All right. So that was 8 years. You're giving me a timeline for all these things that you're going to build, which includes a brand new trilogy, a sequel to Cyberpunk, and a remake. Oh my god, it was 2020. Okay. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Um, so you've got <clears throat> all of that, right? Um, why are you telling me this? If it took you eight years to get one game, and I admittedly, yeah, like you were you were working on other stuff at the time, but it took you eight years to get one game out the door. Why are you telling me like that you've got five projects? <laughs> when I'm projects? 50, I'm going to be playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like you shouldn't be like I I get I think I understand where they're coming from, where it's a we need people back in our good graces, so we need to tell them yeah. what's coming. But at the same time, shut up and make your fucking game. Because I don't... Yeah. Frankly, 
I don't care. You fucked up. Make good on it. I don't know. Uh, it's it's. But you're not wrong because that, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's great to know that they're working and they have content. But like that kind of goes without saying. Like, of course, you're going to have stuff coming out. Like, it's great that you're going to lay it out for us. But that was like carrot on the end of a stick. Yeah. Like, we're. I mean, well, I mean, I guess we'll follow along. But truly, it's going to take until we're quite old for some of that stuff to be available. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be geezers up there with uh, Justin. <laughs> Bunch of fucking old people. Um. Uh, all right, what else you got? <clears throat> um, you see, and I don't know where this is going to go, but you see Overwatch 2 as a new executive producer? Mm. Actually, real quick, can we, can we table this for just a second? Because you brought up something that is semi-gaming related that I wanted to talk about. The Henry Cavill as the Witcher stuff. Yes. How do you feel about that? I... <laughs> so, there's two parts of this. On... I'm almost laughing on the inside because the show is so shit and it's not his fault at all. Like, in any way, is it his fault? I think he is. I was... I'm not going to say anti Cavill train. But he was not my first choice for Geralt. Mm -hmm. That being said, once I watched it, I was like, God damn. You know, I was like, he's actually pretty fantastic. Um, I am glad this is happening because I think the show is about to tank and it's going to tank hard. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of joking about it the other day, but if... Somehow Netflix loses the rights to this show. It's the best thing that could possibly happen. Um, because they fucking ruined everything that The Witcher could have been. Um, and like I said, it's no fault to Henry at all. Because he truly knows his material. He knows the character. He played his version of Geralt exceptionally well. I loved everything about him. But I think this is exactly what the showrunners get for show running it right in the fucking ground. Yeah. Yeah, I, I read a, uh, it was like, um, I think it was a tweet that had like a couple of uh, screenshots from interviews that he had done, and it was kind of like back-to-back-to-back to back to back type thing, and um, all of the stuff that he was saying was like, yeah, I kept saying that we should do this, I kept saying that we should do this, I kept saying we should do this. Right, or that Geralt can do this. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And I laughed because the tweet said something along the lines of, like, uh, Henry Cavill has been waging war with the showrunners since he began whatever. And, yeah. like, he said he was committed to doing it for forever. Like, I think it was, like, t- ten seasons or some shit like that. Like, he wanted to do it, and they're just not... The man's, from what everybody I've seen talk about it, like, who knows, like, the behind-the-scenes goings-ons, he's an encyclopedia. And why you're not using him 
as like reference points or taking what he says seriously is kind of like, then why the fuck did you hire him? What fucking bothers me, dude? Like, Ooh, because there's a scene in house of the dragons that was not supposed to be shot the way it was, but Matt Smith had this idea and he recommended it to them and they ran with it and created a fantastic scene. And it's like, if, other people can do that and take that feedback and create something wonderful. Imagine what Henry Cavill could do with the show in like, not his hands, but his expertise is there. He knows the lore. The books are fucking there too. It's not like you have to pull this from your imagination. The books are there. And more so than that, Henry has the fucking books memorized (laughs) and the games for that matter. I mean, he's fucking a wonderful piece of knowledge, but dude, it sucks so badly that they completely, I'm not even going to say underutilize him, they didn't utilize him at all. They got him to play their version of Geralt, and he crushed that image, but, like, he could have done so much more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not exactly what I would say um, happy about it. Uh, but, frankly... I want HBO to get the rights. I, I, had, I watched the first season. I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of a mess. Uh, I, I enjoyed where it was potentially leading. Um, I have watched, I think two episodes of season two and I've just, I was bored. I don't know if I'll ever go back, especially not with, with Henry gone. I am not watching Liam Hemsworth. Fuck no. Take on that role. What a fucking, like. When someone (sighs) said that's the wish version of Geralt, I died. Because it's true. (laughs) Yep fucking true man uh ridiculous all right anyway uh you said overwatch 2 was getting had a had a new executive producer yeah so i don't know what kind of impact that's going to have on the game directly but it's i don't know if i'm pronouncing his last name correctly but it's jared uh neus um and he worked on both destiny 2 and league of legends which are both pretty fucking successful um I don't know why he couldn't have done this before the game launched, and that way maybe we wouldn't have had as many fucking problems as we do. But like I said, I I honestly don't know what this role means for him, being the executive producer. Um, but it's it's new blood, it's new blood coming in. So I'm wondering where that's going to go with the game. Yep. Uh, and they need to because their fucking patch system right now is stupid. What's up with their patch system? Like. They said that because of how Overwatch 2 will be run, we'll be able to see updates at a readily available pace, right? Okay, they just announced, like, new patches, nerfs, blah, 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 everything coming to fix the game, right? Okay, why did you announce it and it's two weeks of fucking way? You don't, don't, like, if, I get it, but, like, these updates need to go into effect now, and when we we're going into this game. We were promised updates that would come quicker. Where is that at? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm bothered by that. But anyway, yeah. Um, Overwatch Two has got some very real problems. Yep. Um, so I was reading in one of the discords that I'm in uh, earlier today. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um, so apparently in Overwatch 2, 
to buy every skin that already existed in Overwatch 1, it would take you 372 years to complete or $10,000 to unlock everything. If you want just one legendary wow. skin for every character, it's approximately 20 years. So, you know, just a paycheck or two. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know how accurate that is, but I will say this. I think the progression in the battle pass is absolutely fucking obnoxious. I do not know how they thought that they could get away with having people play this game for as long as they have without like getting some sort of uh like uh, I, I don't know some sort of backlash or something like I don't know what the hell they were thinking if I'm being honest like it just it like it moves too slow it doesn't like it, I don't know it it does not work like just I really want to know what happened with Jeff Kaplan. Um, Cause I, I do think that where they were headed with what he wanted to do with the game, maybe not, maybe it's not quote unquote interesting, but I do think that it was primed for a, a better direction than what what's going on right now because i do think that what's going on right now is detrimental to the game and really anyone who wants to play the game i i, I think that it's a bad idea for them to uh to be doing the stuff that they're doing i i don't think that it's it's going to work for anyone a at the end of the day i mean also, what the fuck do I know? Like, I don't, I don't know shit, right? We know a little. Yeah, we know a little. I, we know a little. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, it is kind of fucking bullshit in my opinion, but you know, whatever. Whatever. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. You got anything? Uh, let's see. The Bayonetta three news. Have you been p keeping up with that at all? With like the whole the pay yeah the jennifer yeah. hale and the pay and all that stuff yeah here and there yeah okay you have any thoughts on that because i'm a little i'm a little torn because i i, th I think that uh on one hand i think that it's kind of like i was reading a lot of the stuff that was coming out um you know kind of like after the fact and I I kind of think that it's a little bit ridiculous that the woman was asking for, like, what was it? It was, like, seven figures or some shit like that. And she was quoting that, like, the, the series had made, like, millions of dollars or something like that. And, like, like yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like the games are not as popular as what you're saying they are. Like they're still very niche. 
And you have to pay your fucking devs who made the game. Like, sure, maybe you're a small part of why people love the character and stuff like that. But, like, the character writing and all of that stuff came from the people who made the game, not you. And we should be asking if anybody needs a raise or anything like that. It should probably be those people. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not studious enough to to sit here and say that like what she was asking for is unreasonable and stuff like that but from the from the outside looking in uh boy it's not a fucking good look for her yeah it's a lot of money yeah yeah a huge amount of money i mean know your worth but that's a lot of money yeah so I don't know. I I wanted to bring it up though because uh, I'm relatively positive that Bayonetta three was a series that um, people in our Discord cared about. Um, Austin might care about. You know. I don't know. We we'll, we'll never know though because he's not here. We'll never ever know. Well, something that you care about greatly is Dead by Daylight, and it just had some news. Oh. Did it? Well, really, it's about the the new uh, the the new duo coming out with the new survivor. Yeah, Um, and the new killer. And I wanted to know what you thought about that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not gonna say that I'm mad about it, but I'm definitely not gonna say (laughs) that I'm happy. Uh, I would have. Dude, why does he look like V? Dude, I don't know. It, he looks so fucking like generic, chicken? man. It's unreal how generic he looks. Like it looks like they ripped him right off the streets of fucking cyberpunk. Seriously, like Night City. You said V, and like yeah, like that's a hundred percent accurate. Like, <laughs> and the killer is a medieval knight. <laughs> like, bro, what what are we fucking doing here? What? Come on, guys. Like, and I know that it's a crossover with um, For Honor or whatever, but, like, why the fuck are you crossing over with, with, with that goddamn game? Like... Yeah, legit. There's so many other games you could have done, dude. I just... And I, I get that the, the licensing of the horror characters is expensive, so I'm not going to fault them for not doing another, like, horror movie character, but, like... Give me something. Something. There's some good horror movie characters left, though. Come on. Oh, no. Yeah, there are. But like, I, I feel like if you're going to so be doing... Better. Like, if you're going to be trying to go for Friday the 13th, you're going to be paying, like, multiple millions of dollars in order to get I that. I see Chucky's little ass in that game, dude. Bruh. Chucky would... I, I feel like they totally could do something with Chucky. Uh, similar to what they've done with, um, uh, fuck, what is his name? He's part of the twins. Yeah, the little baby thing. Yeah. So I think yeah, that there, scary. there is definitely something that you could do there, but, um, I don't know. I, I want more stuff to be done and not weird, stupid crossovers with other games that like 
It's the, the, the thing that annoys me the most is it's not even a fucking horror game, man. Like, I wouldn't, I totally wouldn't mind if it was like, we're going to cross over. They've already done it with, with uh, Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Like, maybe cross it over with something like fucking, um, maybe Clock Tower or, or something. I don't What would it take for, like, and I know this is really generic, but we're just talking about crossovers and it's a staple, like Slenderman. What would it take for that? Honestly, like, I don't that know that it would. I, I don't know that it would take that much. because I, I don't I don't know how much those games have like cachet. Um, right. But I wouldn't expect. I, that I just it like take staples of horror. Right. Or you know yeah that kind of stuff. I'm trying to think of what else I would like to see from a horror. Like even when I was thinking of like if you put Jack in that game from Resident Evil Seven, that'd be scary enough. I mean, just having him chase me in the game was bad enough. Right? Yeah, and then you've got like him trying to chase you while you're actively trying to do other shit. Like, that's got to be crazy scary, but... Yeah. I don't know. Just... I don't hate it, but I also got to wonder, like, the fuck are we doing? Uh, if you could have one... All right, man. I'm going to say not Friday the 13th. If you can have one licensed horror icon come into the show, who would it be? Uh, hmm. Did I say come into the show, come into the game? Yeah, come into the game. Uh, I got you. Um, I don't know. Of, of people who aren't there, I mean, Friday the 13th, like Jason's gotta be high on the list right yeah child's play yeah definitely chucky i think would be a good one um especially if they could design the killer uh in a way that like is accessible um Dude, if I saw some little doll running at me with a knife that's up to knee high and it has speed behind it, I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Would you ever like to see the creeper? From Jeepers Creepers? Yeah. I don't know, because I'm not sure what they would be able to do with that character. Um, maybe, but I, I just I would have to see for sure, because... I genuinely don't know what they would do to make him, I don't want to say playable, but like work within the confines of the game and not be crazy yeah. overpowered. I mean, shit, I never expected Sadako to be in the game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that and that's a that's a good one. I, I, I like her. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe you could maybe go the route of, like, maybe someone from, like, Children of the Corn, maybe. like Yeah, yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, I off the top of Is, my head, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm genuinely unsure of, of who I would say. Let's just bring on the mother. Hey. Bring it on. Bring it on. Hey, Christmas is around the corner. Let's get Krampus. Oh, hell yeah. I'd, I'd be down for a Krampus. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. 
Um, all right. What other uh, newsy bits you got? Uh, I I don't know if I I have any um any more that are like too. immediately uh <laughs> like I want to talk about in any sort of like meaningful way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything I'm off out. the top of my head. Yeah. So, uh, cool. Well, in that case, I guess let's uh, get to uh, what we've been playing. Um, what is what is Clash Royale? Is that a mobile game? Yeah. So I never thought I'd talk about it, to be quite honest with you. Um, it's a mobile game by Supercell. And, man, I think it was back in 2016 the game came out. I got to fucking fact check myself because I was just wrong about Cyberpunk. That really did feel like a 2021 game. Yeah, 2016, Clash Royale came out. So I was on it, probably not if not day one, like within the first month. Uh, my brother is a huge fan of Clash of Clans. And then he went into... I tried Clash of Clans. I could never get into it. But then I went into Clash Royale, and that's right up my alley because it's pretty much a card game that plays out in real time because you, like, drag the little troops onto the battlefield. They deploy... Blah, 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 blah. Um, this is a lot of fun, dude, because I stopped for a long time. Um, like, I stopped for about two years playing this game just because I felt like... It's not that I had done everything there was to do because they like you can like level up your troops you can max them out it's uh like level 14 is the max uh you can like gain trophies and climb a ladder to you know i get that's like the rank gameplay there's like different party modes you can play that's like 2v2 and stuff like that um tons of different troops to try make new decks and stuff like that as well but it's not that i could had done everything, but I guess I just felt maybe that I had gotten to a place that was kind of stagnant. Um, so I stopped playing and I just never added it to my phone again. Like I got a new phone and then I just never went back to play it. But a, about a month ago, I was, I was just bored and I said, I wonder what they've added to the game. And then I come back to the game and the answer was fucking everything. Like Supercell is a company that does not stop supporting their, I guess their biggest cash earners because it is a money machine. Like I can't deny that. Like there's offers in there every day. It's, you know, buy gems, get this, blah, 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 whatever. So you don't have to at all. Like you can literally just play the game for free. It takes longer to level up your cards and stuff like that, of course, but you can play the game. You don't spend a dime. Um, but they have a great uh, tendency to continue to support these games long after they come out. Like we're six years into real now. Uh, going on almost seven and the amount of content that they continue to put out is overwhelming when i came back to say the least like of course there were new cards but then but then there's new classifications of cards like they've added a battle pass which didn't even exist when i was there um they've added like different kinds of collectibles you can now get to like customize player banners and stuff like that um but the new kind of cards they added added like layers to the game um, because now there's these bigger and badder type of cards that you get when you really progress up the trophy road is what it's called, like the, the ranked version. Um, and these cards, they come from Clash of Clans, like all of the things that are in these two games, like they're, they go with each other, essentially. Like if one exists in Royale, it probably exists in Clash of Clans. So they added these things called, I think they're champions. And 
it's cool because it's like normally you would just drag a card, drop it, play a troop, it's done. But these, when they drop, you can start to activate their abilities and stuff. And it's like they've been out for a while, but they're still going with it. And it's, it's cool to see them still supporting stuff like this. Like I said, it's a mobile game, right? Like how much depth could there truly be? But it's an addicting mobile game. It's it's a lot of fun because you can group up in a clan and like uh, you know do clan wars and stuff like that um it's a game that like you can waste three minutes on it's a game you can waste 30 minutes on um and i dude i sit down with the intent to play something on a console and i whip out my phone and i wind up playing that for fucking an hour or so it's addicting hmm. interesting okay. they made brawl stars too i don't know if you know that one uh i think i've heard of it but i don't think i've yeah. ever like seen it or played it these are the only mobile games I truly play. Like, I've always tried to dabble in something, but it just never had the same, I guess, effect that this one did. Like, anything they make, I've always loved. Um, or at least liked. Okay. And I always go back to play it. That's that's the check-in multiple times a day mentality. Keeps me coming back. Okay. It's got its dirty little claws in me. Cool. And I don't think I've ever talked about a mobile game outside of, like cozy grove which was just i think a switch game that it was also on mobile i don't know maybe vice versa yeah i think it got uh, got put on game pass recently too actually and then i think netflix just bought out the company that made the game yeah yeah i saw that yeah it's fucking wild there's another bit of news huzzah huzzah um yeah okay well uh you uh, had a gigantic boner for Nobody Saves the World, and I kept saying that it was a game that I had been meaning to try, and so I tried it. Um, and uh, lo and behold, I enjoy it. It is <laughs> uh, quite, quite good. Um, the one thing that I, I, I don't know how how else to describe it other than it's a zelda like um and like i think that's becoming a genre unto itself funnily enough um i am really into these games that are like riffing on old sort of i don't want to say zelda tropes but like they're doing the stuff that like old school like 8 and 16-bit Zelda games did. And this... Honestly, this reminds me a lot of... Um, uh, Link Between Worlds and yep. Link to the Past. Uh, it really is like... So you're a character and you've got these powers that allow you to... Do certain things within certain like kind of like areas and certain... I don't want to say mindsets because that's definitely not the correct phrasing but um uh like i was like so the very beginning like there's the the tutorial where you um you transfer or you transform into the rat or whatever and then it's like immediately the first thing that you have to do is 
crawl into a hole where the um, uh, where you'll be able to escape or whatever. And the only way that you can do that is by transforming into the rat. And I was immediately like, okay, this is linked to the past or this is linked between worlds where I'm having to use this ability to traverse a new area. And I was just immediately struck by that. But then on top of that, you come out, you're in the overworld at the very, very beginning of the game. And it's like open and there are disparate areas that like shouldn't work together, but do work together. And I was like, this is Zelda. Like it, like, Everything about this game just screams Zelda to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've only played maybe an hour and a half, two hours of it. But everything that I've played so far, I've been like, okay, I enjoy this. I like the the fact that, like, the dungeons that you enter uh, are um, procedurally procedurally generated so you never are necessarily getting the same one twice even though it's the same area uh and i think that that works especially because the way that you progress isn't by beating a dungeon that gives you a a boss fight which gives you a new power it's like a uh like I'm going to this dungeon to complete these challenges, which will level up my character, like my various forms for me to be able to use multiple like things. Um, And I think that that's an interesting take. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I need to play more. So I have more thoughts on it, but what I have played so far, I've really enjoyed. I've really liked like pretty much everything about the game. It's a good ride, man. I I put on uh, put it on small hiatus because I got sucked into dude. When I say I've been spending no time much else outside of Clash Royale, I'm not getting. Um, and I was like dabbling in shows and stuff too. But it is so much fun, and like it has the little, like like you said, it has the whole procedurally generated dungeons and it has all of these elements of games that I've already loved playing recently, like Hades, Cult of the Lamb, you know, it kind of throws a lot of that stuff into the same pot and it's beautiful and it pops and I've, I think it's a great time. I love leveling up and just exploring like every little corner of the map I can just to see what I can find and like like delving into some of the challenges that pop up mm-hmm. from uh like each individual class character that you can play as um i think that's a lot of fun and it like just encourages you to level them up and see what's next it's it packs a lot of punch for it being in a small package oh yeah i 100% agree with that no yeah. Um, so for me, man, I went back to Pokemon Legends Arceus and I did that because I felt at the beginning of this year, like I, it's, it's been a while since I've played it. Um, and when I played it initially, I was a, I was streaming it. So my 100% focus wasn't on it. And, um, B, I was rushing through it for the, uh, episode we had to do on it. So, Mm -hmm. I wanted to go back into it now with just a casual mindset 
and I completely restarted. Uh, made sure to transfer all those shinies first, and um, gave it a gave it a fresh start. And I'm going to say that I still have a lot of the same issues in docked that I had before. Like there are some visual hiccups, and I think it truly comes down to me playing playing the switch on the kind of tv that i have like i think it comes from that um but when i take it in handheld and i start to play it i don't have any of those issues mm -hmm. and that's when the game becomes a little more fun to me and i'm really starting to just kind of explore and take my time and catch tons of pokemon like the last time i was just trying to level my pokemon up and get through the game but now I'm like really slow burning it and I'm trying to I guess just develop a new relationship with it and I can say that not much has changed thus far. I think I am enjoying it a little more because I'm taking a more recreational approach to it but it's still, I mean it's not contending for game of the year but it's at least moved up a little bit. Um I'm also doing this just because Scarlet and Violet come out in a couple of weeks and I wanted something to kind of satisfy that thirst I have. Mm -hmm. um, so nothing crazy with it, but it's been a lot more fun this time. Um, I'm I'm glad I did this at the end of the year and I didn't just leave it with the same mentality that I had at the beginning because things have certainly become better, but... Um, I'm curious to make it a little further in the game. Like we, you and I, I think made it to credits the last time, but what we didn't do was go all the way and beat Volo at the end with the Giratina, I believe. Um, and that's kind of what I'm aiming to do this time within the two, like week and a half, two weeks I have before Scarlet Violet come out, if I can. Um, and that'll hopefully kind of let me put the last nail in the coffin on what my opinion is of the game for the year. But... Uh, so far, so good, man. I I guess I still love me some Pokemon. It's weird that you said that because I, um, I actually booted it up. Uh, wow. Yeah. I This was probably two or three weeks ago. I didn't play much, but... I mean, I'll get into it in just a second. But there's been this sort of like... I want to play something, but I don't know what I want to play yep. type thing. Yep. Um, and turns out I knew what I wanted to play, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, so I booted it up and I, I played maybe an hour or so. And I was like, literally the same exact feelings, I think, where I don't hate it. Um, yep. And I really think that if it if there were more polish to it and there was more stuff to do other than just follow this weird story like if it were a mainline entry game where kind of the goal is to fill out your pokédex battle the gym leaders beat the elite 4 that sort of thing if that were the case i think that i would actually like it more but as it stands, as is, I don't really care about almost any of the characters. Like, I like playing the game in certain aspects. Like, I like... I, re I really dig the throwing the Pokeball mechanic. Uh, I really dig the the kind of, like, 
fight system in it um, where it's got the where you can either bulk up for one powerful hit or you can do the kind of like speedy yep. hits. Like I, I really, I think that there are a lot of interesting ideas in there, but they never necessarily coalesce into anything that I'm like, yeah, this is, this is fucking it. I'm back in Pokemon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so that being said, what you just described, the formula that at once is Scarlet and Violet. Are you going to dabble? I don't know, man. Maybe uh, Austin's been talking mad shit about it, and and it's a fucking it's a Pokemon game. Man. Like, I know that that's so shitty of me to say, but like, I just I've not I genuinely don't think that I've liked a Pokemon game since Silver and Gold. I mean, just ask for it for Christmas, and you don't have to waste money on it, and everything's fine. Yeah, right. Well, we'll see. Uh, because I. If I'm going to play it, I want to play it before the end of the year so that then I can talk about it when Game of the Year All runs right. around. I mean, day one purchase. I get it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the worst. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. All right. Um, but yeah, so I was looking for a game to scratch an itch. I thought I didn't know what that itch was. Turns out that I definitely knew what that itch was, and it was... Uh, a multiplayer shooter. Um, I picked up Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and uh, this game, I haven't played the the single-player campaign yet, uh, but the multiplayer on it fucking rules. I am really, really into the multiplayer right now. It is really really scratching that itch for me um i'm gonna say something that i genuinely don't think is all that controversial but uh you know we'll we'll see after i've said it um i think that you do not get much better in terms of shooter mechanics and playability in any sort of first person shooter outside of call of duty I just think that it's people have been like shitting on it for years with, with different iterations. I have done it. I've been a vitriolic little shit when it came to stuff like uh, advanced warfare, where you're like fucking flying through the air and, you know, doing weird fucking jet pack dives and all that kind of shit. Right. <laughs> like I have been one of those people who's like, this isn't called you. This sucks. If you want to play this, play Halo or, you know, I've, I've been that guy, but like the gunplay in these games does not get better than Call of Duty. It just doesn't for me. Um, and it's, and it's here with that. Like I, I, like I am having such a fucking blast playing this fucking game and it's not, it's not doing anything amazing. It's not do, it's not reinventing the wheel or anything like that. It's just a good like bare bones shooter that knows what it's trying to do knows what it's trying to be and and isn't trying to do anything more than that and i admire the shit out of that i think that that's great like i wish more games would would fucking do that um i've heard that the campaign is kind of ass which is uh, a little bit unfortunate. 
but you know, hey, in in this day and age when you've got fucking half-assed campaigns all across the board, I can't knock it for that. Uh, plus, also, I haven't played it yet, so there's that. Um, but yeah, I I really have been playing the hell out of this game. Uh, this isn't to say that it doesn't have problems, though. I I do think that uh, there was a little bit of a debate in the um, in the Discord. I think earlier today uh, about Call of Duty and like the time to kill and all of that, and I I do think that the uh, that the uh, the time to kill and like the lack of like a, a of a skill gap or or what's the better way to phrase this. The game doesn't really have a skill gap. It has a time to kill gap, and if you don't get the sh- if you don't get the the shot off first, then you don't win the gunfight, uh, and that's I think bad uh, for a number of reasons. But probably the biggest one is that like it means that if you aren't camping, you were not surviving, and. I don't like playing games that way. Like I want to be in the action. I want to be in the shit all the time. Um, and it just isn't conducive to the way that I play. Uh, that's again, not, it's not necessarily a, a bad thing. Cause there are some games where the skill gap, like is too high to overcome. Like for instance, I've never been good at halo. Like just, it's never been a game that I've been incredibly like gifted at. And it's not that the skill gap in that is so like the skill level in that is like something that is completely un, un, uh, you can't get around that and play it and have fun, but it is something where I, feel like I'm never going to be able to play that game in any sort of way that is fun for me because everyone else who plays that game is like, I'm not going to say God tier, but like everyone else who plays that game is like a fucking master at it because they've been playing it for years and years and years. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I I really like this game. It's got a ton of technical problems, um, and I and again I I'm not a big fan of of its like kind of like skill floor and 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 things of that nature. But I'm enjoying the hell out of of what I'm playing. So you know there is that. It's got that. That's always important. Yeah, it's got that going for it or whatever. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's it, right? That'd be it. All right. So let's get to our, our picks of the week and our POWs, our, our PWOs or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, let's get to that and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get out of here. 
Um, my pick of the week is uh, it's going to be Evil Dead. Um, I know that it's a old movie, and I'm sure that a ton of people have already seen it. But like, if you like horror movies and 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 want something that's really visceral and and like uh trying to think of 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 the word that i'm looking for um i don't know brutal (laughs) and you can stand that sort of stuff uh evil dead is like the way to go i fucking love that movie very very good um i'm going to choose a cover of one of good old bob seger's songs called night moves and this is by an artist named lissy l-i-s-s-i-e um really good take on it man she has a an incredibly intoxicating voice almost almost witchy in a way just sounds like she's putting a spell on you and it's a great cover of night moves so recommend it hell yeah that's a that is a bob seger song (laughs) it's good though (laughs) Her her version's much better. Okay, okay. I don't hate Bob Seger, uh, but he has a very distinct. Uh, what he does is very distinct. We'll put it that yes. way. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. Cool. Well. Uh. With that said. Uh. If you want to keep up with us on social media. And uh, things of that nature, you can find everything relating to Culture Bop, Hunting Pixels, and the Culture Bop family of content on, uh, well, you know, all of the social medias. Culture Bop is available on Instagram at culture underscore bop and on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash culture bop. Um, I, I can't remember if I said this last week or, or not. Um, there was some, uh, some unfortunate, uh, events that took place and the, uh, the video I was working on ended up getting some footage that was, um, uh, I, it wasn't corrupted, but it, uh, it ended up being unusable footage. So that video has been delayed until I have the time to sit down and record that stuff again. So, um, yeah, uh, it'll be on its way soon i hope but we'll see um i am available on twitter at the bebop man 182 on instagram at bebop man or yeah at bebop man 182 and on twitch at the underscore bebop man where uh if you're a patron um i will be streaming tomorrow uh november the 5th for extra life day so come stop by uh donate save some kids uh all of that good stuff um if you're listening to this on free feeds, you you can't support me. Thanks for letting. I mean, you can, just not with the stream. Oh yes, yes. Uh, let, let, let me rephrase that. Uh, you can't keep little kids from dying. So. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. I'm trying to put it on their conscience. Uh, <laughs> it's on mine. Oh boy. Um. Nah, I kid, I kid. Uh, but yes, uh, November 5th, I will be streaming for Extra Life. So uh, 
either check that out or don't, you know, whatever. Uh, Dylan is available on Twitter, TV, on Instagram, OMDizzy, on Twitch, OMDizzy, on YouTube, OMDizzy. Uh, I think that I fucked that up. The Instagram is no longer OMDizzy, right? It's, uh... No, no, it is, it is. There's that one, and then there's another uh, one. Uh, you don't have to shout it out, it's fine. Okay, it's, uh, it's at Pokemon in the Wild, or... or it's so not, <laughs> but I now wish it was. Pokemon in the Wild. Pokemon in Nature? What is it? It's, it's outdoor Pokemon. Outdoor Pokemon. I I was close enough. Uh, yeah. So go check that out. That's, That's fun. That's it's a it's a good time. Uh, they're Pokemon. They're out in the wild. Yep. Out in the wilds that I go. <laughs> so it's even so you can see the things that I see. Truly. Um. Which is Pokemon. Don't worry about Austin because uh, he doesn't do social media. Yeah, you don't get paid if you're not exactly. here. Exactly. Sorry, bud. Show up for work <laughs> next time. <laughs> now, Austin's on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, all at Big Papa Plays. Finally, if you, uh, if you are, I don't want to say these words, uh, but it's drawing my eyes to them. If you're looking to support this podcast or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking as Culture Bop, then go to patreon.com slash culturebop and toss us a pledge. We got some very cool perks going on, uh, and we will be uh, revamping those. I think I said this last uh, episode with the beginning of the new year. So um, if you're a patron, look forward to that. And if you aren't, hey, go, uh, go over there and support us. But that's it. That is the end of our show. So, until next time, goodbye. <laughs>